Welcome to the RM Williams Outback Podcast. I'm Terry Cowley, the Senior Associate Editor of RM Williams Outback Magazine. Thanks to Elders Insurance for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. The Crack Up Sisters have worked their way around Australia since 2009 when they started with a borrowed ute and a camper trailer and the aim of creating a show that celebrated the larrikin behaviour that so resonates in the bush. Now Winton is home, where the Crack Up HQ homestead is hard to miss with its colourful signage, dust arena for performances out the back and entertainment for passers-by in the yard, which they open every afternoon during the tourist season. I'm joined by Amanda Lynn Pearson and her showbiz partner Bianca McHale, or it may be their alter egos, St. Ruth or Struth and Rowdy. Hello, ladies. G'day, Terry. G'day, Terry. How are you going today? <laughs> We're pretty pumped to be talking to you. Can you explain to people who may not know you what you do as the Crack Up Sisters? Well, we um, we take theatre to the paddock. So we tour the country with our, our trailer. It opens up into a little homestead and we perform shows uh, showcasing knockabout acrobatics, stock whip cracking. We do love to crack them up. We crack the whips, the flips and the jokes to make sure laughs are kept in everybody's bellies and smiles on their faces. We take theatre to the people in the paddocks, to rodeos, arenas, ag shows, festivals, but pretty much majoritively in the outback. Yeah. We, we focus on creating in and for rural and remote Australia. Oh, well, we eat well, take care of ourselves, make sure we go to the toilet regularly. <laughs> uh, we travel with dogs. Uh, we train them a lot. We train ourselves. We train people. We like to have a yarn when we get to new towns, uh, talk about love, life, what it's like to live in the bush. We're very passionate about the Australian art forms of knockabout acrobatics, the stock whip, the kelpie dogs, the hula hoop and, yeah. Spinning those yarns. And we're passionate about taking care of this beautiful country that we live on. It's people, it's culture, and and the beautiful land. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about your respective journeys and how you came to be in this act? Yeah, we've um have worked a lifetime as a as a dancer, a performer, a live performer and toured the world and had a real passion to come back and be in Country Australia and tell our stories. Yeah, I performed in circuses uh, for a long, long time and, uh, again, around the world, more so even in Australia. And I think working crack-ups enables you to go to remote and distant places. Crack-up sisters were created to be able to take entertainment to the people. Sounds a bit like uh, something Slim Dusty might say. Yeah, very much so. So it was to take theatre to the paddock rather than people having to go to a place mm. to see something, we come to you. I was at a at a show once actually working on Australia, the film. I was in Catherine and everybody was so excited to go to the ag show and having grown up being a showgirl as a, as a young woman, I went to the show and what it missed for me was live entertainment and I'd been touring for the last 10 years across the country, across the world, and I felt like it was time to come home and create something for our audiences where they already are. Where did the comedy element come in? 
oh, I just can't help it. Um, <laughs> you, just, you just can't help being funny. <laughs> well, that's always been your skill set yeah. from early on. Um, yeah. I find it very hard to create something serious. But the larrikinism of Australian characters is really mm. important to me. The jump up, the have a go, the fail, mm. the have mm. another go. There's a lot of funny stuff in life and I think particularly at that time, nearly 15 years ago, we were starting to take ourselves incredibly seriously and it was just time to have a laugh again. You know, I grew up watching Looney Tunes. I wanted to see more Looney Tunes. Mm. I think also that's uh, comedy, you know, is, is used to, so, to connect with people as well. So it's a really good way of like when you put a, a woman on stage in a um, rural environment possibly, you know, what, 13, 15 years ago, comedy really is your only in, you know. Like there's no other way to really connect with the people other than maybe saying a bush poetry back then. So, you know, I think comedy is used as a tool to kind of break down barriers, um, connect with people. And have a laugh. Yeah, and have a laugh. Bianca, you have a circus background? Yes, I do. A very kind of traditional um, form circus background, gymnastics first, then dance, then circus, and then theatre, and then uh, and then clown. And you actually both met at a circus school. Yeah. Yes, we did, uh, 23 years ago, actually, at Volcano Women's Circus in Brisbane. Um, it was my first year or second year in training there, and Amanda and I did a, our first community show together. And, you know, to tell you back then, I was a straight, strict school performer and Amanda was the clown of the show. No, so no, nothing, <laughs> nothing's changed there. Yeah. So the Crack Up Sisters have been going for so long. You've had different members. And, Bianca, how long have you been involved? I was trying to work this out the other day. Um, I think my sh- first show was a- around 2011 or 2012. It's when uh, Butte fa- founding member with Amanda needed to pull back a bit and go to uni. So I started doing kind of filling in spots, which then evolved over the years in different capacities to then kind of full time. I would imagine that your friendship is the solid foundation of what you're doing. It, it would be critically important, wouldn't it? You must get along well. Or do you drive each other crazy or both? I feel like performing relationships um, and very uh, close ones, the way that Amanda have and most street performers and most performers have the same, it's like a marriage. Sometimes you spend more time with that person than you would your own loved ones. So, you know, sometimes there's ups and downs in marriages that you move through things, different things come ahead, you move forward, you have the good times, the bad times and everything in between. And it really depends on how much that you grow as people and keep pushing on with that drive to create that work that kind of makes it evolve and you know and yeah keep working (laughs) you must get a lot of energy though from the response you get from your audiences yeah we do and that's definitely something that keeps me going down the road and doing shows is the effect that it has on people when you see people and they tell you that they've you know they've really had a good laugh and for a lot of people They've seen stuff that they haven't seen before. Whether that be the skills or the emotion that they've seen from the characters on stage or just the experience of having fun, uh, you know, something that jumps out to me is a um, is a comedy night that we did for drought relief and one of the ladies comes up to me afterwards and she said, you know what, I just, 
it was really hard to get my husband to come in off station and he came in and I haven't heard him laugh that long for years, literally years. And to Mm -hmm. see the change in the energy of the room after that, everybody, because we're so animated and over the top, I think it gives everybody Mm. that ability to Mm. then animate themselves. mm. Gives them a license to, you know, to play or, you know, to laugh amongst themselves and, yeah. I think also that that diversity of our audiences is like where you'll get a you know three year old that will run up you run up to you and, and throw their arms around you and then you'll get a you know eighty five year old you know sheep farmer that will come up and put five bucks into your hand and go that's the best entertainment I've ever seen in the bush you know it's so diverse the people that you're connecting with and uh, it's a really lovely feeling mm. to be able to kind of give that and receive that energy back. It's a beautiful exchange that, well, which is probably at the core is why we do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and I know you do a lot of it yourselves, but you have, you do have your helpers. Especially with building the house project is where we've had a lot of support come in. We've had people volunteer and come on board, give us their time. I think sometimes to spend time with us. Touring crack-ups is very separate to what the house build has been. Sure, you know, there's help on the road and things, but majority of that is not really. It's it's the two or three women that have gone down the road at a time and everything, absolutely everything is we do it all. But the house is something completely different. Mm. Um, you know, we've had amazing volunteers and amazing response in terms of people giving their time, their energy, their kitchen sinks, to us to allow that to happen, that's been a, a, you know, very much crack up's ethos but very different to the touring shows that go down the road. It's been really overwhelming a little bit to receive so much so much help and so much support and that people believe in your vision of creating this, this home that belongs to everybody. Really taken an anti-Bunnings approach to that. Yeah, which I think both Amanda and I are very passionate about in life generally about reusing and, you know, pretty uh, not so consumeristic in our ways, much more of in our older ways, rebuilding, recycling, refurbishing, making something out of nothing, mm. you know, and and within that everything has a new life and a new character and has has soul to it. And that's one of the biggest responses of people coming through. It's they just, they <laughs> yeah. just start laughing and they often go, God, you can feel the love in this place. Or the, or the recognising of, oh, my grandmother had that cabinet. Oh, I grew up with a kid like that oh my fridge you know the there's so many things within the house that sparks a nostalgic feel in people so people can tour the house yes they can yeah we do open as you said to the public um during the tourist season and we have house and yard tours bianca you're also a permaculturalist yes yes um uh practicing um early days but i did grow up in that world Yeah, so very passionate about regenerative agriculture, permaculture, holistic management of cattle, looking after our native grasses, vegetating native forests, uh, bees, humans, you (laughs) you name it. Yeah, very much so. I'm as passionate about those topics as I am circus and performing, which is pretty big. So you both have to do quite a bit of acrobatic work in the show? Yeah, Um, and as Bianca said, she grew up as a gymnast. Uh, what we do now more in the show is we lend towards the Australian style of knockabout acrobatics, which was is similar to slapstick, and it was designed in Australia because we're performing outdoors. We're on the dirt, we're in the dust, we're in the prickles, 
Um, there's no sprung floors. We do all of our shows in boots. Mm. Um, so we stand on each other in our boots. Our costumes are made hardy so they can roll in the cow crap because we are outdoors and in the paddock. Yeah, no flex feet, point, uh, no pointed toes, only flex feet. Our costumes are big, our hats are big, our faces are big. And a lot of that is a response to the environment where we want to perform outdoors so you do need to protect yourself from sun but then as the characters have evolved with us and the clowns have got bigger our costuming's got bigger and we've got a phenomenal costume maker who works with us and she works with a lot of repurposed fabrics so she'll hunt out some vintage fabrics for us that are nice and hardy and of course all natural fibers so we can sweat Mm. (laughs) and yeah our shows are quite often in you know 35 39 degrees um, you know, hot sun, quite often we're staring into the sun so the audience doesn't have to. Yeah. And we still do need the safety of being able to grip each other and catch each other. Yes. Get into a new Ram today. It's America's best truck brand five years running, according to US News and World Report. With unrivaled Hemi V8 power, you'll understand why Ram is dominating the competition year after year. And with Australia's best range of full-size pickup trucks, Ram eats everything else for breakfast. See your Ram dealer or visit ramtrucks.com.au and get into America's best truck brand today. Ram. Enough said. Do you perform with other people? Are there other parts to the act that don't involve you? Uh, no, the Crack Up Sisters are the Crack Up Sisters, so um, that's a team. We have, over the years, we've brought in different artists to work on different projects with us. So the company, in the last year, we actually contracted 62 artists to work with us, whether that be our costume maker to logo design, mm. um, sound artists. artists, visual artists. And also some other performers sometimes when the Crack Ups can't do it, can't do particular gigs, um, crack ups kind of works as an agency, so to speak. So, putting yeah. people forward and helping them understand the difference. Most artists will work in metropolitan areas because yeah. that's where their work is. To be an artist who works in regional and remote Australia, you really need to understand the culture. You need to have vehicles that are going to get you yeah. there. You need to understand that yeah. you're going to turn up and there won't be a black box theatre and 14 people to run after you. No air-conditioned room. There'll be flies. There'll be dust. There'll be heat. Yeah. And so we've been able to work with a few artists who've fallen in love with the Outback and then we can bring them with us and almost it's a it's a mentoring process. And to also work the culture in, you know, there's, as everybody listening will know, we have a we really do have a distinct culture in our different regions that we live around the country and it's really nice when we hear our own language and that's something that crack ups is passionate about is that we know the difference between you know a steer and a cow and and you can you can bring that humor in so that everybody has a laugh you're hearing your own language you're seeing your own things you have touched on this a little bit when you were talking about the variety of responses but who comes to see the shows often um people will see they'll see the homestead set up and go oh yeah that's a kid show and even if it was a kid show you'll find that there's 75 percent adults at a show anyway that's just the way it is kids can't get there on their own so our shows are actually most of the humor is is aimed at adults. Yeah. 
the kids laugh at the colour and the movement. Yeah, and, and the acrobatics and, yeah, they yeah. love that part of it but they don't necessarily get the context or the, or, or the text, yeah, where adults really have a good laugh with that. So it's... It works really layered. There's a bit of education. There's there's a lot of honesty, um, truth. You're creating, we're creating a whole world. People, particularly with the homestead shows that tour, you know, we create, we've got our own set. So we we create this world that people kind of step into. And, and if you visually just see it, it's very different to the experience of. What is that world like from where you guys sit? Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely... Fun. I think there's a, a, for me, stepping into Struth, there's a freedom. She speaks so much easier than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's clown and clowns are really truthful. They're blunt. They're immediate. If they see something blue, they'll go, that's blue. Um, and so I actually love being in her brain. Mm. Can you tell me about the ripple effect that you've had on the town? For the first little while, I think that they um, probably saw us as the the mad um, oh. women that lived up the end of the street building this, what you know, the thing hell because they think they're doing <laughs> because no one had kind of done this before, so no one had any expectation of what it would be until it really started to take form. And to put context to that, the house that we've rebuilt was told that it would never be rebuilt. Even my kelpie wouldn't walk through the house because the floorboards were that had it. So we've we've really brought something from derelict into having all the ticks under the book. So Winton has been has been very lovely to us in that they've accepted two clowns moving to town, and the ripple effect of that we moved here in twenty twenty to build the house. So three years on, you know our little clown company, we've actually moved five people to town permanently and have three people coming through the season so we're really excited to see that and to also see the absolute normalness of oh yeah the girls do that just the same as the mechanic fixes your car but if you want to have a laugh you go see them or they'll do a show or oh you want to learn stilt walking go see them you know it's really nice to just be a part of a community you're both funny obviously but can you share some of the funny things that have happened to you as the crack up sisters well, well, I was doing a show, uh, I can't remember, uh, where we, we were doing, is it Narrabri Radio? Yeah. Yeah, Narrabri Radio. Um, yeah. Last, last uh, so, I don't know, probably about a year ago, maybe more, can't remember. Um, so my, we both got dogs that work and perform in the shows and my Didi and I were doing, um, in. so we are doing a big arena spot. Didi and my act was towards the end of the show. It's a bit of a feature act. We're doing our moves, and I turned my mic off during that time. But just as Dee Dee kind of leapt up to do this trick, this something from her paw flew up, and my mouth was open because I'm talking to her and wedged itself in the back of my throat. Oh my goodness! Yeah, my throat was really dry because I, I, you know, had just been talking and and, and the rest halfway of it through the halfway show. through the show. So it wedged there, but as the moisture <laughs> of my throat started to kind of melt this thing that was on my stuck on my tonsils and my brain clicked to realize that we're in a rodeo arena and you just eaten a piece of shit. Oi! Boom, <laughs> sorry. And but it stuck there and I was trying to <laughs> trying to get it out. <laughs> At the same time working my dog who works really, really fast and trying to think, going, Am I going to die because I've just been poisoned with animal feces? Oh. 
um, very dramatic, managed to cough it up, um, finish the routine, run off stage before I basically sat by the car for about 45 minutes uh, dry reaching and yelling at Amanda to find me some lollies to get the flavour of the animal poo. Oh my God. That is a good story. How about you, Amanda? Can you top that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's There's so many mm. crazy stories that have happened over the years, everything from from standing in the middle of an arena with a motorbike that won't start and that's your whole act and 10,000 people are waiting for you to do your act um, and you don't have anything else to sort of, you know, being busting to go to the toilet right before your show and you've got to stand in a line with five other six-year-olds and, and have a discussion about how you're going to wee. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so it's um it's been great. We've had a steer run across the stage mid-show and then, a fella chasing chasing him on his horse to get him back and and I think all of this stuff is why I love crack up performing the most because it's real we're there with you your kids ice cream just fell on your head it's and we're doing a show and our music cuts out and um lose power and yeah yeah. being I've been up on the cloud swing doing aerials and we realize that we've you know, your microphone falls out, gets stuck around somebody else's foot. You know, if it was on the telly, you'd you'd cut to an ad break. Yeah. But within seeing the sun and the sweat, and the- there's so many variables to this work. So it's it, yeah, we're very used to having to deal with a whole array of conditions and having to, you know, uh, pull pull something out of our tushes uh, to make it work, which and- is part of the challenge and part of the love. It's part of our joy, but I, it's also part of our audience's joy mm. because we share that all with them um, and they can see you, you know, making, hopefully making a cake out of a turd, mm. which is what we all go through every day. And I think so often when we see performance or we see famous people or actors, we see them and it's picture perfect performance mm. Mm. and you don't even know that they've stuffed up but ours are so real and so big and then you get to see the beauty of the human and the clown Mm, mm. fix it. Which is the beautiful thing because we are clowns and clowns do, you know, failure is our friend. Failures are opportunities for for new things to come about Um, and there's a little bit more licence for that, that the the audience love to see a clown fail. They really do. Because they don't mind sucking. We don't mind being right down there in the rubbish of it. So long as people are laughing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, there's there's a line there. There is a line, Terry. And mostly, yeah, at the end of the show they go, God, I love how you did that bit. You're like, are you kidding me? That was was... mortifying. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) That's not what we just spent four days rehearsing. (laughs) Yeah, it's unpredictable. I get it. It's real. It's very real and raw. And as you say, that's life. I was going to ask you, maybe as a wrap-up question, what do you think is the essential message that you want to send out there as the Crack Up Sisters? You may have already answered that, but if you want to elaborate. There's something in their name. Crack stands for so much. Um, Crack a whip, crack a flip, crack a joke. Just give things a crack. Have a go, Joe. And you'd be amazed you know, everything that we do takes so much practice and time 
uh, particularly to make it look dangerous and out of control takes a hell of a lot more time. Mm. And there's a patience in that, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. The question that we get asked a lot, like, how did you do that? Well, we practised. Yeah. We it's thought like about not, it. You're not born able to walk or you're not born to play the piano. So I feel like I have that conversation with kids all the time. How did you climb that? How did you do that? It's, you, you know, I think we, we live in the, um, what is it, the era of... Um, Immediacy. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and... You know, it, it, you've got to go back to those basics, particularly with kids. Go that you've got to go through the process of sucking at something and and going back and keep doing it year after year after year after year. Um, and I think it, the adults, there's a lot of adults now. You know, people assume because of our energy that that is the energy of youth, mm. but it's not. We are women in our forties who still mm. chuck cartwheels and um, run around the country like lunatics. Mm. But we're definitely both passionate about our health and uh, what we put into our bodies, uh, healthy eating, um, healthy minds, healthy body. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of time and energy goes into uh, having time and energy. Yeah, having time and energy. Yeah, we all know. And I think the house is now now that that is finished and we have a venue and people can come and see that and they can see the expansion of what we are. And and again, another beautiful example of time and patience. Mm, yeah. Well, long may the crack up sisters continue. That's all I can say, really, because I haven't got to see you yet, but I would like to soon. So you've got the house. You are still touring. Yes, we are. We're we're having a little bit of a break now over the summer, recouping, and uh, we'll be ready to hit it for next year, twenty twenty four. We'll look forward to hearing more about you at that point. And thank you so much for your time today. Wish you all the best in your new home in Winton and for future touring shows as well. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for having us. Now's the time to upgrade to a new Ram truck with unrivaled Hemi V8 power and a max brake towing capacity of up to four and a half tonnes. With quick delivery available right now, you can get behind the wheel of a new Ram faster than ever. Stocks are limited, so see your Ram dealer or visit ramtrucks.com.au today. Ram eats everything else for breakfast. Stock and delivery times vary by model and dealer. 